0: Chishon, Jay Will, and Zubin, the podcast. I'll clean that up for you, Z, right now. Go for it. First quarterback in NFL history, history to throw three touchdowns in three straight opening games of the season. Man,
1: you just got that from the stats that we got before the show. No, 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 no,
0: no. <laughs> if you heard me earlier, it took me too long to get to that point. And me and Z, as an expert that he is in Center, and bringing it to me, is helping me get to certain points faster. Just, just give that's Evan, all. our
1: producer, credit for putting that in the notes before the show. That's, what all, make, what that's make, all I'm asking ask for our boy.
0: What makes you think that I follow his notes? Because, because that was said
1: exactly the way he said it in the notes, Keyshawn.
0: Everybody knows that the boy threw three touchdowns last <laughs> Why night. Why you getting mad? And he did it three straight. This is the third straight <laughs> time. I don't need it from Evan.
1: Okay
2: we got so much more football to come. We're Keyshawn J. Will and by the way. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. we got Bart Scott coming up at 7.15. Yeah, Bart. we got Rob Ninkovich to take us inside the New Look Patriots. Of course, he's a former Pat. He'll join us at 7.30, and I'm really looking forward to this. At 8.10, Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer and the great former coach of the Colts and the Bucks, he will join us.
0: You see Tony Dungy's hair is missing, right? He had to deal with me. Imagine what yours is going to look like in a couple <laughs> I was, years.
2: I was just going to say. <laughs> See, I cut to
1: the chase early. Early.
2: Dealing with me. You know, you you lose that hair. I, I've got the gray going. I've got it going. Because I'm you're did- not wearing a wave cap anymore. <laughs> you're not keeping it
1: pressed down. We, we I love about TD. This.
2: Next time you go to the bodega, make sure you pick one up. What happened to the one I gave you? I bought you one as a gift. (laughs) That's true. That's true. It turned out bad, though, because we ended up losing the bet, and then Key ended up wearing a UCLA jersey. He's still hot about that. That's a great visual for me. No doubt about it. So let's roll on this morning. What's interesting about, you know, you said history, first guy in history with that three-touchdown mention – The biggest thing is this is the 101st year of the NFL. And unlike any point in NFL history, last night was different because the country is at a different point in history than it's ever been before. And this is obviously priority over pigskin. Yes, we're a football-obsessed nation, but let's step back and realize we all just want to make sure we can survive, we're healthy, we can continue to watch football. Sal Palantonio was with us earlier and literally asked you, Key, look, yeah, sure, maybe the Chiefs could run the table, but it's crazy to think this. We're living in 2020, we're the most industrialized nation in the world we're the richest nation in the world and nobody can tell us in 13 weeks whether the Kansas City Chiefs or any other team will be playing in front of fans whether they'll be 13 and oh that's just like two three four months we're talking about we have no clue where we're going to be as a country at that point and that's going to rankle this season a little well
0: it it started obviously at the beginning of the year I mean it it started in the spring and it's like okay this is what's going to happen then all of a sudden the nba season's canceled major league baseball everything started happening then we started slowly getting sports back then we get into a bubble the nba creates oh are we going to have football at all yeah i think we are okay let's see are we going to have training camp yeah i think some sort of training camp then yeah, are we going to make it to last night oh we made it to last night they actually kicked off ooh what about the crowd what does it look like now you start getting into predicting the seasons What's going to happen? Are they going to win this many games? Well, like you said, we don't know if we're even going to get to week 10 to get to find out whether or not they're going to be 10-0, 11-0. We have no idea. So one day at
1: a time, one game at a time, that's how, that's how we have to approach it. I mean, think about this, and, and Sal alluded to it on the last segment that we did. Seahawks at Falcons, cross-country cross travel. Right. Right? Raiders at Carolina, cross-country travel. Like, how will all this stuff play out with a lot of guys going on the road? We, you know, we're hearing reports of things. Daniel House, prime example, plays for the Houston Rockets. In the bubble, something happens with testing, okay? In the room, whatever it may, Like, these stories, if this is happening within the bubble, as Keys laughing about it, what happens when guys go on the road? Right. I mean, who will be responsible? Who will not be responsible? How will that affect your team? If a team ends up getting it, if a team like KC ends up getting it, and that happens to Patrick Mahomes, I could take them out of the race. If they lose two or three games, all of a sudden, it's a different season.
0: Yeah, tra- traveling is going to be interesting because typically, in unlike in basketball, you're going to leave on a Saturday. Cross-country, typically, you leave on a Friday mm. after practice, mid-Friday flight, but it's all chartered. Got so it. typically, it's only the team and the airline people, and that's it. You go into the hotel, hotel's on lockdown, that's it. I don't foresee them being able to just move around in those cities so they could keep everything under one roof. It becomes a bubble for that day. That's, that's the way I'm looking at it. And hopefully that is the way it's going to be.
2: We will see. But right now predicting is a fool's error. And Keyshawn J. Will Zubin brought to you by Indeed If the next step for your business is finding a high impact hire. Try Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean a better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. Indeed will even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job posted indeed.com slash high impact. Terms and conditions apply. So let's talk about what happened before the game. There was the Black National Anthem, Lift Every Voice and Sing.
1: By the way, I I, I would like to clarify uh, from the people I've spoken to, Mm -hmm. um, I don't know if everybody's like, well, that's the National Anthem and the Black National Anthem. And to go back to what the Miami Dolphins did last night releasing that video, it's an African-American hymn. It's a hymn, Lift Every Voice and Sing. Some people consider it to be a black national anthem, but I think the way that we have to start articulating it is is pretty important because it it almost makes it feel like it's you versus them or what side are you on? And I think a lot of teams, when you saw the Texans not come out last night, the point they were trying to make is, hey, we're not going to give any left or right side visuals to use against us, right, to make us seem like we're not one united team. So I just wanted to clarify that.
2: Very good point. On the other side, I would say I'm not saying I espouse this view or the view that Jay said. We're going to play it right down the middle. At least I am. These guys are here to give the strongest opinions in sports. When you go from one to two, what you're essentially saying is there are, quote-unquote, two sides to every story. And that does sow some level of division because for the first 100 years of the NFL, we were not singing the Black National Anthem. Or <laughs> At all. The Black, right? So there's just a level of divide there. Patrick Mahomes is right there on the field. We were watching on television. Watson here— talking about his relationship with Mahomes. Mahomes talking to Watson about the demonstration, the two guys everybody had their eyes on last night, on the field. And then Mahomes sort of said, I heard some of the boos, but I really didn't hear some of the boos. Take a listen to this. I talked with Deshaun a good amount and some of those other guys on the Texans as well, as well as talking with our team. And I thought we came out with a a great plan, obviously, uh, for us as the Chiefs, but also with the Texans showing unity uh on the field and and being down there honestly didn't hear a a lot of booing uh i've uh, seen a little bit of the videos after and i'm just uh uh, we wanted to show unity and we wanted to show uh, we're gonna come together and keep fighting the good fight and i hope our fans will support us like they do uh, on the game every single day real quick queshawn take us inside because when when i'm watching on television you clearly hear the boos but you're saying as a player on the field for your entire career it is very plausible that Mahomes could have just simply tuned it out or it wasn't nearly as loud to him as it would be at home. Of course, but
0: you also got to know that the television production teams have mics in certain areas of stadiums. So it could potentially be in a certain area where those boos was concentrated. I mean, it could be at a second level. Oh, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have to be the entire stadium. I mean, you know, that's just, that's the reality of it. And when you're on the, when you're on the field and you're focused in, yeah, you're going to hear something, but not like we heard on television. It's not like it wasn't a hundred thousand people in the stadium. It was 17,000.
1: Man, I don't care. I don't care if, if the mics, the boomsticks were placed in certain locations. I still heard booze. Do you I, not? Did you not think you were going to hear booze? I I, I, like, I thought maybe I, I thought maybe I would hear booze during the um, African American hymn song. No. I didn't think I would hear booze during U- unity, a stance for unity where everybody's just locking arms together. Then and now those booze seem very indicative I, 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 of I 2020, 2020 this, America. Right now, I hate to right say
0: now. it, Jay J- will then you're talking delusional if you think you're not going to hear boos. You're going to hear them in every single stadium throughout the season.
2: We're going to carry over this conversation with Bart Scott because I want to get another player perspective on this because you guys are obviously on different sides of this, and it's fascinating. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin telling you about ESPN Audio at Home via your smart speaker, ESPN Audio at Home, brought to you by Mercedes-Benz Vans. Drive a Mercedes-Benz van and find out how far an extra mile really goes from customization and service to financial assistance. Mercedes-Benz Vans are ready for anything. That obviously was a little bit of a issue for these two guys. So I want to make sure we continue the conversation, talk to Bart about it as well. Is booing appropriate at any time, or do you have the right to do it if you buy that ticket and get in there? It'll be interesting to see. Still to come, one coach who served under one bill might be channeling another. And this is not making Key very happy. In other words, you got to prove something before you do something or do something before you prove something, to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot slash unsportsmanlike. Ready to go this morning. Fingers snapping. Happy 39th. Hope you had a good birthday. Jay turned 39 yesterday. Football talk one minute away with Bart Scott. Hang on. A little NBA first. The Lakers hanging on for a 110-100 victory over the Rockets. But as Key kind of said earlier this morning, the final score not really indicative. The Rockets kind of made a big run. I don't think the Lakers ever felt they were in real danger. Man, the
0: game was over in the fourth quarter. No, started the fourth. It was a wrap.
2: No doubt about it. Lakers can seal a deal to the Western Conference Finals tomorrow night, 8 p.m. Eastern on ESPN, they'll take on the Rockets and look to close it out. That'll be your only NBA game tomorrow. We got a couple tonight, Clippers and Nuggets. Clips can close Ooh, it out. And then, game. Look at the shot. Watching on ESPN News, the Lakers just filling it up. And then a big Game 7 tonight, Raptors-Celtics. Huge Game 7 with the Heat awaiting the Eastern Conference Finals. Winners from the Miami Heat to the Miami Dolphins, they've decided to stay inside the locker room on Sunday when they take on the Patriots during both the Star-Spangled Banner and lift every voice and sing, which Jay told us is a black hymn, right? Correct? African American hymn. African American yes. hymn, sometimes referred to as the black national anthem. And they're going to stay inside for both, essentially saying that they want real action rather than a symbolic gesture of being out there or not being out there when those songs are played. And uh, Jay Will was all over that. From the start, and Serena out at the U.S. Open. Naomi Osaka Man. moving on. This is tough. Margaret Court is the all-time major wins leader on the women's side. She's got 24 championships. Uh, Serena has got 23. She hasn't won a major since the 2017 Australian Open. An all-time, all-time, all-time great. But it really feels like if she gets the 24, she'll get the 24 on the number. She has not played nearly as well here over the last couple of years. Obviously, uh, she's become a mother, which is more important than tennis. She's also dealt with some injuries over the years. We'll see if Noemi Osaka can take care of business. But on the court, chasing Margaret Court, just one more major to go, and that is A to Z. Welcome back inside. Keyshawn J. Will and Zubin were presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests on the Shell Pennzoil performance line that includes Tony Dungy. TD. The Hall of Famer who will join us at 810 Eastern. Looking forward to our first conversation with him. Let's get right to the Shell Pennzoil performance line now. Let's go to Bart Scott. Bart, we had a really interesting conversation. No, nah, to- hold on, okay, man. Okay. We ain't gonna handle it. Bart, you looking good, Bart. I
1: see you with the, <laughs> yeah. the collar white shirt in there. Yeah, now
0: you go, now you Ooh. wearing a jacket hey. and a shirt, but when we allowed you to come on here on Monday, you didn't <laughs> have that on. I don't get that. Now you well, want to dress Brown, up.
3: What can Brown do for you? <laughs> hey, man. What, what can Brown do for you, man? Listen, you better get my boy a lumbar uh, pillow back there, man. Four hours sitting on your butt is hard. <laughs>
0: well, that's 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 part of it. That's why you back on. That's why you back over there. You don't want it. Okay, we tried to give it to you. You didn't want it. What
2: what key was so referenced?
3: We got recliners over here, man. We got movement over here. We're good.
2: <laughs> we'll have to make the 200-foot walk and talk to you in the commercial break. Uh, what uh, Jay, uh, Key was referencing, though, was uh, on Labor Day, uh, I had the pleasure of having Bart in with us. You can hear Bart on our New York affiliate 98.7. Uh, he hosts uh, Bart and Han with Alan Han weekday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern. We are coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase, real quick, um, earlier this morning, Bart, we were having a conversation. I'm going to paraphrase this real quick. You break the tie. You let us know your thoughts. Some of the booing last night during the moment of unity between the Chiefs and the Texans when the players were interlocked on the field, uh, Keyshawn essentially said he wasn't surprised to hear it. He was fully expecting it, whereas Jay sort of said doing it during the moment of unity itself was unconscionable. What is your thoughts on that? The booing at that moment and your reaction?
3: I mean, I was surprised, just like J.J. Watt was, that they would decide to boo a moment of unity. No matter where you stand on the position, these are players from all different races, backgrounds, um, coming together in unity, just wanting change and stepping out there and trying to be leaders in society. So I don't know how you can boo that. And then to, to, then to turn around the same people that you're booing to cheer. I mean, I think out of respect for you know, your home team and the fact that this is a decision that they decided to do collectively, I thought that the fan base would have showed a little respect and just, you know, honored the moment and, you know, kept your opinion out, out of it. You know, and then you you cheer me later, then it's like, well, you, you cheer me as an athlete, but you don't believe in what I stand for, which how can you ever boo somebody wanting people to have peace, unity, and equality?
0: You know, and, and, and that, is very, that is very true, Bart, but you know, this is where we are in this country right now in the day. And... In- Certain parts and certain regions, people have different perspectives on things in life. It don't make it right, though. No, no no one ever said it was right, Jay. We were talking about them booing on whether or not it was expected. I expect for him to boo in every single stadium throughout the season. But it's not every single fan. It's not every fan. I, I,
1: I hear that. But see, Bart, this is what makes sometimes I hear athletes talk about this where they kind of say, well, sometimes you we feel like we're at the zoo. Like, oh, just entertain us. And that's all athletes, just dance. Yeah. To entertain us, just dance for us. Exactly. Make us do all that. You know, but when we stand united, black, white, everybody together, now all of a sudden that doesn't fit your agenda yeah. for a second when you're talking about unity, Bart. That's what really bothers me about it.
0: It, it fits our agenda. It's not
1: right. it I mean, fit everybody's, it's I just mean, not.
0: Well, what, what fits
3: everybody's is in the month of October when everybody decides to wear pink, nobody has any problems with that or when they uh, wear green for mental health awareness. See, you know, that's the thing, like we, that's something we all can agree on. How can we not, or how are we still disagreeing about equality and, and, and inclusion? I mean, that's why I don't understand, this should be in line with, with, with cancer, Awareness Month that the NFL celebrates, with uh, mental health awareness that people celebrate. I mean, when you look around that stadium and you look at the banners, you see players and those banners with their names on it underneath their names are usually, you know, followed by their charity and and, and all the things that they support. Right. So I don't understand, like, how you can agree with all that. And then we want to politicize equality and we want to uh, politicize, you know, systemic racism. I mean, I think that's something we should all agree on, that we should all be created equal. It's in our Constitution. I mean, we're just trying to hold America accountable to what they said that this country was supposed to be about. It's supposed to be Camelot, right? Supposed to be a place where everybody is equal and
0: free. That That is correct, Bart. But, you know, it's just we've been dealing with this for a very long time, yeah. man. It ain't. It, we've been saying the same things for years, and there's been yeah. no major change in it. So it's like, what do you expect? Fans are going to be fans. That's just what they are.
1: I, I right. would expect, though, Bart, and i was curious to get your opinion on it, to have that same kind of outlash, that same anger that we showed towards people yesterday that decided to criticize Dak Prescott's comment for being quote-unquote weak. I would expect that. I would expect that kind of anger towards that.
3: Right, like what, like what are we born? I mean, and Dak Prescott to step out there and tell people what he's what he's dealing with It's not so that he can he wants people feeling sorry or so weakness for them. It's for that person that's afraid to come out and talk about how vulnerable they are. We live in a society now where we have children taking them life their lives, suicide on social media. I mean, and, and it's our responsibility. It's always been our opportunity to use our platform to invoke change. And Dak Prescott stepping out emboldens and empowers a kid that could be dealing with the same thing to say, hey, it's not just me. Somebody who seemingly has everything that they, they want in the world, a, a job, a family, a successful career, deals with these same things. So maybe, you know what, instead of you know, taking my life, I should go out and seek help like Dak did, you know, like when Brandon Marshall came out you know, like when Metal World Peace came out. I mean, it's our obligation to speak up and say, listen, our lives may look perfect, but they're far from perfect, and we deal with the same things that you deal with. And I think that's what the athletes are doing because we live in our own bubbles when you talk about, you know, being able to not really feel the economic pain that the country is going through, understanding that, you know, you know we, we, we can kind of separate ourselves and isolate ourselves, but we're not, you know, these athletes aren't locking arms because their lives are bad. It's because that the, the, the people that cheer for them are bad, right? it's that their family members are going through certain things and they wanna bring awareness to it. I think that should be commended, that should never be booed. You know, and, at the end of the day, the core of this is they're trying to do something to help somebody else,
0: not themselves. And you, you are absolutely right, uh, Bart and that Prescott and other athletes using their part platforms like ourselves to continue to send positive message for positive change all the way around. It's unfortunate, though, you're going to always have a handful of knuckleheads that have negative responses to positive things. That Prescott made himself vulnerable to the world. And then the next thing you know, you have people making rude comments about who he is as a leader and as a person. It's just utterly ridiculous.
3: It's crazy I and mean, listen, you can't listen. The critic doesn't matter, right? You do what you believe in and you keep it moving. At the end of the day, Dak Prescott's gonna wake up and he's gonna feel good about himself. And at the end of the day, those same people that's criticizing Dak Prescott would love to change places and live his life. Dak Prescott's doing just fine. You since we're you know, selling yogurt every day,
0: since we're gonna stay with the,
2: <laughs> critics, the yogurt, we, that's, that's, every, every day. that's <laughs> very uh,
0: that's very true. Speaking of selling something, the New York Giants. Uh, head coach Joe Judge continues to try to sell this tough attitude with his team, uh, Bart. It yeah. reminds me of a Bill Parcells, but not Bill Parcells. Like a crack version of a wannabe Bill Parcells.
1: What are you seeing in this? Is it going to wow. work or not? A crack version of a wannabe Bill Parcells. That's really bad. That, wow, <laughs> that's bad. Go ahead, Bart. I'm sorry.
3: I mean, I mean, I mean. He, he style. He's trying to instill toughness. And sometimes you can talk about it, but you got to be about it. And Sunday's going to be when we're going to see if they're going to be about it. And sometimes you got to weed out the soft cats. And you know what this is all about, Key. If your team isn't, isn't, isn't aggressive, isn't physical, you can, you can affect that with how you call your game plan. So we're going to see if he about that life. You know, we're going to see if Jason Garrett's about that life. Let's see if that first play is, you know, coming off a double and, and, and Hernandez pulling around the corner. Let's see if, if Saquon Barkley wants to send that message that this is a different, you know, football giant and, and keep those pads square instead of trying to circle the defense. You know, that's when I'm going to say, okay, well, the message is getting through. When I see Saquon, who's been a finesse runner, great, but not been willing to, you know, to, to, to stay behind his pass and run people over like Ezekiel Elliott. That's how you send those physical messages. If you want to send a physical message that this is different, we want to be pushed around, we're going back to traditionally what the Giants has always been when they were successful, a physical downhill football team with a mean, nasty pass rush. You get to prove that Sunday. Just you know, saying? talk be, is cheap. This may and not be the, the week one he matchup the you the pads on. This yeah, may but, not be
1: week one matchup you won against the Steelers in that defense.
0: No, and, that, and that's true, too. But at the same time, when you – are Well, that's you, only way, that's only way you get respect. But look, though, Bart, you know, when you're approaching something as a new head coach and you've never done it before, yeah. and you coming in taking things that was at your last stop and trying to bring it to your new stop, and you no. haven't done it, you have no wins on your record, no championships – and you start off 0-1 playing against Pittsburgh, the players are going to look at you different. And that's the problem that I have with it is now you're running players. Not only are you running players to the fence, you're running coaches to the fence. You're starting practices over. Coach Parcells, we were in a practice. Our practices usually last two and a half hours. We might have been in practice an hour and 20 minutes. Guess what he did? He didn't like it. He said, take it. Take it back to the top, this is what Joe is trying to do, it over. but Bill got rings, yeah <laughs> rings he 's been there yeah, yeah. that 's a big well, listen, difference listen i've been
3: i 've been in this similar situation, right? you know remember, they fired Bill Belichick and they brought in this guy who was a special team coach, uh, they brought Harbaugh in, and really the, it was almost a mutiny. You understand that you know in Baltimore, the players really ran that facility. You had great players like Jonathan Ogden, Ray Lewis you know, Terrell sucks, Ed Reed, et cetera, et cetera. And he came in with that, like, hey, men, give us, give us your legs. we like, give us your legs. And like, what are you talking about? <laughs> then he tried to incorporate some things. He tried, he, tried, he tried, like, my legs, you can't get my legs back. I, I, I decide when I get my legs back. And he, he, he tried to pull some of the things with Andy Reid, He tried to bring in some of the elements of the uh, Philadelphia Eagles on defense. We say, excuse me. And I can remember, like yesterday, guys stood up in the middle, stood up in the middle of the meeting, like, we're Baltimore Ravens. We've been one of the best defensive organizations since our existence. We don't want to do anything that Philadelphia has done. We listen. It's a disappointment we ever finished with how Philadelphia finished, and it was because Rex was there as that buffer to try and ease the message over as he transitioned. Because, remember, he had no resume as well. He has never been a coordinator. He, had never, he, was, he was pretty much a, a corners coach and a special team coach. It worked out well, but it's going to be a weird transition period. There's going to be a lot of players on that team that's not going to be able to remain on that team, and that's what he has to do. He's going to have to come in. If this is what he believes in, when, 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 when it hits the fan, as, as we say, they're going to be looking at him for answers because, listen, we, 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 anybody can be a great coach and have all these great philosophies, but what happens when we hit adversity? So if everybody's looking to how he's going to handle this adverse situation, week one is going to be an adverse situation.
2: We will find out. Rex, of course, referencing Rex Ryan at that time, the defensive coordinator. it will be the Steelers and the Giants week one. Monday night football, an ultimate litmus test for Joe Judge right out of the gate. That's Bart Scott. You can see him on Get Up with Greeny and the Fellas at 8 a.m. Eastern on ESPN. Just under a half hour. Away, Bart. Thank you very much.
0: Appreciate it. Oh, that's why he got on the suit. Okay,
2: we got you. Yeah, he he didn't put on suit for us though. No, no. All right. Replacing the goat Brady in 30 seconds with one of his old teammates. But first, SportsCenter.
3: Ball at the Texan 27. They zone block it to the right, cut back left run, it goes to Edwards-Hilaire, 15, 10, 5, touchdown, Kansas City, CEH with TD1,
2: what a night for the rookie-clad Edwards-Hilaire, a great cutback run. Mitch Holtis on 106.5, the Wolf. Mitch has been the voice of the Chiefs for a long time. He needs to drink a lot of tea with Lemon because he's going to be calling a ton of touchdown calls this year. You better have those pipes ready to go. Chiefs over the Texans, 34-20. Clyde Edwards-Alaire out of the gate was absolutely terrific. If you're wondering, week two, the Texans will try to bounce back. They'll host Lamar and the Ravens and the Chiefs. Divisional action against the Los Angeles Chargers. From the Los Angeles Chargers to the Los Angeles Lakers is where we will go next. Yes, the Lakers over the Rockets, 110-100. They're up 3-1. They win tomorrow night on ESPN. It'll be 4-1. They'll be in the Western Conference Finals. Speaking of 4-1, the Clips can make it 4-1 tonight over the Nuggets and advance there for the All-LA Western Conference Finals. And obviously we'll have a Game 7, huge Game 7, between the Raptors and the Celtics. That'll be tonight as well. Great night of NBA Action. And lastly, before we get to Rob Ninkovich, to take us inside what's going on with the Patriots, Serena Williams defeated in the U.S. Open. Victoria Azarenka taking her out. Naomi Osaka does move on to the final. Serena is at 23 major championships, one short of tying Margaret Court for the all-time record, but it will not come in Flushing, maybe in Roland Garros, the French Open later this month, before the year closes out on the tennis circuit sports Center is brought to you by mako mako is ready to fix those dents repair that collision damage spray on a fresh coat of paint with online estimates contactless service and their best price guarantee come to mako and roll out and refresh go to mako.com to get started and find a shot near you uh-oh better get mako Keyshawn, J. Will.
4: Kickoff of the 2020 NFL season is tonight. We wanted
2: to show unity, and we wanted to show uh, we're going to come together and keep fighting the good fight. We can all learn from this. Really, it's just to make us all better and even a stronger country. We are ready to rock on opening night.
3: Mahomes fires for the end zone, touchdown, Kansas City, goes to Edwards-Hilaire, touchdown, CEH with TD1, what a night for the rookie, and the Chiefs are going to win this 34-20, a lot to be excited for in the Chiefs kingdom,
2: That there is. Plenty to be excited about. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin presented by Progressive Insurance at Progressive. They're making things even easier. They'll help you bundle your home and car insurance together so you can save on both. Learn more at Progressive.com or 1-800-PROGRESSIVE. Let's get right to the Shell Penzo performance line. Bring in Rob Ninkovich, ESPN NFL analyst, former Pat, former Tom Brady teammate. Let's spin it ahead from Brady to Cam. Rob, first things first. What does it mean to you that just spending weeks in the organization, just weeks that Cam was named a captain?
4: Well, look, football, there's there's the physical side of things and then there's the psychological side of things. And your quarterback, for the most part, when you watch any team come onto the field before that coin toss, usually the starting quarterback is walking out with those guys arm in arm. So, you know, for me, it wasn't surprising, number one, that Cam won the job. I knew there was going to be an open competition there. That's the way Bill talks about every single season. Look, I don't care who you are, where you're from, what you've done in the past, your contract status, all those different things. He'll say that to every single player when you go into training camp. So we get that. But at the end of the day, Cam Newton, you know, wins a starting job. And on top of that, He's the captain. So it didn't surprise me that he was voted the captain, you know, considering he is the starting quarterback. But basically that means he came in, got the job done, had a great attitude, and he's earned the respect of his teammates. And, and look, you earn the respect of the guys around the league with your work eth- ethic and your consistency, and he's been able to do that in a short amount of time. Rob, what do you think
0: this offense will look like and who will Cam be throwing the ball to? <laughs>
4: Look, I mean, I, I think that's the biggest question mark. What's this offense going to look like? I would think that they're going to use the the, the moving ability of Cam Newton to get out of the pocket, some moving the pocket plays. Um, you know, look, if you're playing the Patriots with Cam Newton, you're going into the game plan as a defensive coordinator telling your guys, look, we need to keep this guy in the pocket. We need to let him beat beat us with his accuracy. So. You know, when I look at the Patriots right now, they're going to do a lot of different things that they've never been able to do. They might have two quarterbacks on the field at the same time. You might see uh, Cam Newton with Hoyer, Stidham, whoever's activated for that particular week. But you're going to see two quarterbacks on the field. They're going to throw in a bunch of different wrinkles to try and confuse a defense. Um, But it's definitely not going to be the same offense that we have seen with Tom Brady Brady under center.
1: What do you think about this whole Cam-Bill Belichick partnership? Uh, obviously, you know, Cam has made some comments about it. It seems very rosy right now. Uh, can that quickly fall off? Uh-oh. What's that? <laughs> We're having some technical difficulties. I was wondering, what do, you, what do you ultimately think about the Cam Newton-Bill Belichick relationship for where it is now conti- compared to where it could be? Well-
4: yeah, look, I mean it's early right now. I mean everything is rosy right now. Everyone is feeling good. The season's about to start. Everyone's excited. You know, I want to see that relationship say when a little bit of adversity strikes. There's always going to be some type of adversity throughout the season and you just don't know when that's going to happen. So, if the if the Patriots are sitting at 5 and 5 and it's, you know, they're in a crossroads, that's when I want to see the relationship and how they're working together. But at right in this moment right now going into the season, everybody's happy.
0: All right, good, Rob. I'm glad we all happy, right? Because this football season is in full swing as of last night. Kansas City, Houston. What was what did you think of that game and, and the outcome of it?
4: Well, look, I mean Kansas City, they're they're the top dogs right now. They're the they're the champions. So look like Kansas City has had that camaraderie and that they have that bond together and, and they haven't missed a beat. Um and I would say the one thing that I feel like defenses are going to have an issue with this season because they don't have the time that we've had in the past with training camp um, and doing all the things in pads with the preseason, you saw defense giving up a lot of yardage on the ground. So, you know, I think early in this season, the first four weeks, you know, we're going to see a lot of running game. You're going to see a lot of running backs having a lot of success. So, I mean, if you've got a fantasy running back, I bet you he's going to score a lot of points. And we saw that in Kansas City, their ability to run the football You know, both quarterbacks didn't really throw the ball with a ton of yardage. Um, Looked kind of a little rusty. I mean, I know Mahomes threw for three touchdowns, but he didn't throw for a ton of yardage. And, you know, I think early in the season, we're just going to see offenses be able to run the football with success.
0: You think you got enough New England helmets behind you, bud? (laughs) Hey, I get
4: a... I got a new one every season, so I just, you know, collected them. I just hey, don't up, you know, bro, that? So bro, I Don't like let eight, him do that to you, 10. man.
1: Don't let him do that to you. Don't let him what? do that to
4: you. <laughs> he fine. He's I, didn't, let say
0: him what he wants I to didn't say anything was hey. wrong with it. I'm just saying he got a lot of New England helmets. I think
4: they might be looking for him. I, I got a lot of game balls, too. I got a lot of game <laughs> balls. I can show you them if you want.
2: <laughs> Good stuff. A lot of people go with the bookshelf background. He goes with his two Lombardis and two championship helmets. That's Rob Nukovic joining us this morning on the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Rob, thank you very much. Much that's a two-time Super Bowl champion, getting a little ribbing from a Super Bowl champion in Keyshawn Johnson. Still to come, some people call him contender or pretender. Key goes brass tacks. Real or not real? Putting people on notice.
5: Must be 21-plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America.
2: Oh, we're back. Keyshawn J. Will Zubin. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. If you love football, hang with us as long as you can this morning. Tony Dungy, the Hall of Famer at 810 Eastern. Michelle Steele, boots on the ground at Chiefs Texans. Not many people were there to see the NFL opener. She'll join us as well a little bit later this morning. Demora Smith headed the NFL Players Association. You saw what the players did last night, I'm sure, in that moment of unity. Keyshawn J. Will zoom in. brought to you by Indeed. If Finding a high-impact hire is a serious goal for your business use Indeed. Their flexible payment options mean better bang for your buck with no long-term contracts. They'll even give you a $75 credit for your first sponsored job posted. at Indeed.com slash high-impact. Terms and conditions apply. Certain people call it contender or pretender. They say yeah. real or not real is the way we're going to roll with it. And this is basically just Key and J. side Rising up teams real quick. Are they contenders? Are they not? Real or not real? We're going to start, though, a little off the board. Key said during the commercial break, with Kansas City opening up the season last night as a champion normally does in the NFL, Kansas City barbecue, real or not real?
0: It's not real for me. Are you sure about that? I don't want the Kansas City folk getting mad at me, but it's not the best barbecue I've ever had. I've only been
1: to KC a couple of times. Barbecue's always been good to me. Yeah, good to me. But you got it. Never mind.
2: <laughs> what?
0: No, no well, I, you I, got, got
1: what? They might be a sponsor,
0: and I'm not going to do that. <laughs> hey, smart move on your part.
2: Well done. Follow the money. All right, let's start. Real or not? real? You know, a state that actually has some great barbecue is Texas. So let's go with the Cowboys. Real or not real? And feel free to throw in the Texas barbecue if you want. They're
0: real. They're a real football team, and Mike Nolan and Mike McCarthy coming in, taking over for Jason Garrett and Chris Rashard, I think it gives them something. We obviously know who Dat Prescott is and the offensive weapons they have, the defensive players. Jerry Jones will always be there and be in the way. How, wow. He will always be there and be in the way. How much in the way will he be is going to depend on what they season look like.
1: Jay. Real. With all those offensive weapons, the one question you have about Dallas Cowboys winning a Super Bowl is their secondary. That's been the biggest question. But I, I think if they can complete that, real. Pats or Genos? Never mind. Uh, Eagles. <laughs> that's <laughs> not
2: barbecue. That's cheese cheesesteaks. Uh, Eagles, real or not real, battling in the Cowboys for the division.
1: I love these Eagles conversations with Key. He ain't going ba- to Battling for the division. Then they will
0: be. They won't be real for the division. They're they're a good football team, but they're not real
1: for the division. They'll be real for the division. They'll be real for the division. They're not going to win the division. I I, would not say they're they're going to win the division, but they'll be real for the division. Who else is competing for the division? The 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 Cowboys 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 and the Eagles will be the two viable candidates to compete for the division I just think that the
0: Cowboys Cowboys will win the division by more than one game. You know, maybe two to three games. They'll win the division by
2: that. And remember, this is a league that just doesn't have a repeat division winner. It's over and over and over and over. And last year, the Eagles were the team that won the NFC East. History says it won't happen again. The Tennessee Titans were in the AFC title game. Is that real or not real? Real or a mirage?
0: They're real. They're real because of their style. We're going to play defense. We just, signed it. It. we just signed to Davion Clowney out of free agency. Gives us what we're looking for. He went to two Pro Bowls, or maybe it was even three Pro Bowls, under uh, Vrabel as defensive coordinator in Houston. He was all pro twice under him. They got something there. They're going to run the ball with Henry and just allow Tanny Hill to just kind of drive the bus without crashing it and they'll be fine.
1: They're real. Derek Henry, $12.5 million contract that he has each year. I mean, he, watching him, just to remind people he's a truck. He's a truck. He, he's pounding that thing every time. If you're old
2: enough to remember Kevin Mack, the Mack truck, he does have mm-hmm. that sort of yes. demeanor. Are the Ravens real?
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Real as it can be. I mean, the only thing that they've got to do is refine Lamar Jackson a little bit more in terms of the pocket awareness and passing game. Other than that, that's fine. I'm not even worried about them.
1: Everything about this team is on point. I, I, I think Lamar Jackson actually could compete and win back-to-back MVP seasons.
2: How about that? How about the Green Bay Packers? Aaron Rodgers, a Super Bowl MVP. Oh, not real. Ooh off a title game appearance.
0: Not real. It, 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 it's, it seems like to me that Minnesota is going to come out of that division, even though Aaron Rodgers is going to play lights out, that they're going to just stub their toe enough to not be the real Green Bay Packers that we saw at 13-3 and three a year ago.
1: I disagree. Real. And we're going to find out in week one matchup, but we're going to find out on Sunday at 1 p.m. when they play their first game at the Vikings Look, I I think I said it yesterday. I think that Aaron Rodgers' back is against the wall. I think he's going to come out laser-focused like happened last year when they came out one and two. Everybody just relax. Everything's going to be okay.
2: As he likes to say, R-E-L-A-X. The Buffalo Bills, real or not real?
0: They're a real football team. They're real. And and I like what they're doing with a solid defense, a young quarterback. Uh, They got Stephon Diggs over from Minnesota. The problem with them is... Or they're going to allow Big Brother to continue to bully them in the
1: New England Patriots.
2: They're coming up in a second, real or not real. We'll get to them. What do you got here, Jay? I I just
1: don't think they're real. I mean, granted, their team is loaded and they have a chance to win that division. It will be this year. But some people have Cam as the MVP. Uh, You know, Foxworth yesterday kind of came out and said that. I'll be curious to watch how they react. but. Josh Allen, how accurate can it be? That's the question that's going to loom over him the entire season.
2: That's our colleague Dominique Foxworth, who certainly has some strong opinions. Oh,
1: 49ers. I on, oh, so mean to him. <laughs> don't be mean to him. Interesting. I... He's not even here to defend himself. He wasn't defending himself that day either, apparently. Zubin, don't, don't hide right into,
2: right into it. it. <laughs> yeah. 49ers.
0: Real. They're they're real. And, and the only thing I think can hold them back is Kyle Shanahan not putting his trust in Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm. Allowing Jimmy to make some throws at the right time. Not throw it all over the lot like Matt Ryan, but <laughs> throws at the right time and not kind of getting scared when he makes a mistake like he did against the Green Bay Packers and it was like, ah, we not letting you throw anymore.
1: Real, I'm still rolling for Seattle to come out of this division. Uh, I Just something about Seattle, Russell Wilson, the way he can scout, the way he can get out of the pocket. 49ers know the defense is really good. Um, like Seattle.
2: Last one because it wouldn't be mentioned. It's we got to get to it. Pats real, not real.
0: Real, they're real. As long as Bill Belichick is there with the cutoff sleeves on the sideline, they're going to be real. They have a, a, a an ex MVP in Cam Newton who's trying to come back and play like he did in early 2018 when he was on MVP level. When he was playing on an MVP level, he got hurt. He came back in 2019. He got hurt, and I think a lot of people forget. That in 2018, he was really playing lights out under Narv Turner. The first time, I believe, that he had a real offensive coordinator in his career. Now he has another real one
2: in Josh McDaniels.
1: Keyshawn, one word answer. Who's more real, the Pats or the Bills?
5: The
2: Bills. Okay. One word. Five five biggest games of week one the guys make their predictions against the spread if they want next
3: thanks for listening to Keyshawn Jay, Will and Zubin make sure to subscribe rate and review you can hear the show live weekdays at 6 eastern on ESPN radio ESPN news or wherever you stream your audio
5: have you ridden an electric e-bike yet you need to check out electric e-bikes today the number one selling e-bike in America